Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we explore the awakening path and we aim to do that in a very open, honest, and vulnerable kind of way. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, founder of Rewilding. Today's episode is shadow work. It's not intense, in-your-face, horribleness. It's more the subtleties of shadow work. It's more how can we get into these shadow realms and how can we do that with love and with grace and with ease? How can we also honor kind of the the guardians or the defense mechanisms or the protective mechanisms that are sort of the guardsmen to this like shadow box. We also talk about the golden shadow and not just hidden in the unconscious realms are the wounds and the things that hold us back, but also our potentials and these amazing gifts that we have yet to open to. Loved this episode. It was recorded as a YouTube live, which has been a lot of fun. The last, I think, three we've done on YouTube. So you can find these episodes in video format on our blog, rewildingforwomen.com. You can also find them pretty much any platform. And also you can join us live on YouTube. Um, I do want to say that we are headed into mystery school um, starting on July 20th. If you would like to experience mystery school, the first week is completely complimentary. It's on us and it's open to anyone who identifies as woman. So anyone who feels called to dive a little bit deeper into self to experience what is a mystery school? What are the mysteries? Um, It's a program that I've been running for four years now, three and a half, no, four years, four years now. Um, So it's something we're pretty well versed in. It's probably the culmination of my life's work is really poured out in mystery school. Um, It's also held by a team. There's a mystery school support team. So there's a whole team of women working in the unseen realms um, to hold this space and to bring in what it is that we're um, bringing in and opening the doors to what it is that we're opening the doors to. So if that sings to you in any way, just go to our website um, or at the bottom of this blog post or somewhere you will find the opt-in for gift of mysteries, it's called. So if you see anything around that says the gift of the mysteries, that's this free week of mystery school. And I would love to share it with you. So just look around for it. You'll also, if you sign up for our newsletter, we'll be sending out invitations to that and direct links to that and kind of special things that we're doing. But I do want to say here in our podcast, it most likely means that I'm going to slow down. So going to give some space from kind of the public platform of speaking, of sharing to really be able to move into this three-month container. So our mystery school is three months from July to October. And feeling the call to go deep, to really be in 
that space to really be able to pour kind of my heart and soul and all of my energy into that space as well as our inner circle space so kind of foreseeing those two spaces as um, really transformative spaces especially in these times that we're in so I'm kind of giving a little bit of a warning that I don't know how many more episodes will be coming out before we kind of go into this quiet quieter period I always love to have the freedom to be able to come and share when I feel called to but I want to say I'm starting to feel that call to just really sink in to these two containers that we're holding space for and that we're really opening doors for and we're really going deep, really going deep. I'm feeling that call to kind of stop like chatting away the grace, (laughs) just chatting publicly here and there and pop-up lives all over the place and podcasts and YouTube lives and all of that. It's a time for me to deepen in. It feels like it's a time to deepen in um, and to honor that versus... um, kind of widening or, you know, expanding. It's more of the depths that I'm being called to at the moment, the depths and the heights. So going to honor that. Um, So I don't know how many more episodes are coming after that. All of that, just to say, don't know how many more episodes um, will be coming after this one. So enjoy this one. um, And I hope that I get to see you in mystery if it's not for the full three-month journey at least for that first week. If it calls to you, of course, there's never any pressure. It's only if it calls, you know, you'll, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know. Um, if there's a curiosity there or there's a just interest is peaked or mystery school, what, what? (laughs) I've always wanted to do mystery school. I don't even know what that is. Um, so Anyways, that invitation is there. All right, enjoy this episode, and I will see you where I see you, when I see you, and how I see you. Find a way to go beyond like the masks that we wear. Find a way to also, I love this, um, Hillary, deep breaths and sitting in myself. Beautiful, and if anyone feels to share anything else that they do that helps them, that's a beautiful way that we can weave all of our wisdom together is just what is it that helps you to get past your conditioned response? So think about that, conditioned response. You think about Pavlov's dog, right? Ring a bell, we salivate. Ring a bell, we salivate. Ring a bell, we salivate. And think about how many times person says this, we do that. Person says this, we do that. Why are we doing that? We don't like that. And so just think about like your conditioned response and what we're aiming to do here. Um, I love this one, drop into my rib cage, set myself in a cocoon of Reiki. What it is that we're inviting ourselves to do here is to get past our conditioned responses, to get past our mass, to get past our conditioned responses, to get deeper. Can you feel that? Like shadow work is, it's getting into a deeper place within self, a deeper place within self, a more getting into more of the unconscious realms. So getting into, right, and on top, so if we start to feel into deeper place within self, unconscious place within self, on top of that sits ways of being, patterned ways of being, conditioned responses, sits um, norms, sits uh, just kind of a ball of energy. So maybe take the words out of it now as we start to move a little bit deeper in and start to feel, all right, 
if I was going to get into the stuff that's hidden in myself, right? We all have hidden and not just hidden bad. And, and I don't like the word good or bad with shadow, but not just hidden gunk or hidden tough stuff or hidden wounds or hidden things like that. We also have hidden gifts down in there. So let's, let's also be real about the shadow. I think sometimes we hear shadow and we're like, oh, shadow bad, right? Shadow wounds, shadow, you know, past life, blah, 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 sh shadow. And we think bad or we think challenging or we think hard or we, you know, we associate it with something. But if we were to also allow the shadow to be that which holds our greatest fucking potentials, right? So within your shadow, also, and a lot of people call this the golden shadow. So, you know, there's lots of different traditions and ways to talk about this, but within the shadow realms, it's also your gifts, your unrealized potential, those parts of you that are just waiting to be awakened, waiting. Like you don't even know that you're a tantrika. You don't even know that you have priestess shamanic capacities. You don't even know that you're this amazing artist who can transmit Shakti through paint and through drawing. We don't even know that. So I think that's one of like the biggest things about shadow that we sometimes forget or maybe we were never even kind of opened to that is shadow work. It's not just, oh, let's do some healing. Let's do this gritty, grungy, you know, releasing, letting go, healing, kind of work. It's also, you know, what is waiting in the unconscious, in the hidden, to be awakened within, to be invited up and out and to express through me. So that kind of gives us a whole different feel around shadow work. And this feel around shadow work is another important piece to accessing shadow this feel that we have around it, the more open and loving and curious that we can be about it, the deeper we'll be able to go, the deeper we'll be able to go. So here's another um, way of deepening us in. It's kind of the next little practice of deepening us in is <laughs> find a way. So maybe you use your heart or you use your breath, or maybe you're really connected to your womb space. Maybe you use higher self or you call in guides to help. Like, hey, I need some help from the unseen realms here because I don't know how to do this. But find a way to come into a love space for all of yourself. That sounds pretty simple. Maybe it doesn't. It's one of the hardest things to do. One of the hardest things to do. Like, I love everything about me. I love my witchiness. I love the fact that my mom pisses me off. I love that I lose my shit when blah, blah, blah happens. I love that I have this experience in my past. I love, right? This is not easy, but it's part of shadow work. It's, it's, it's part of shadow work is coming into this place. And if you can't get to the love place, because sometimes getting to the love place is tough, like really tough. Once you get to the love place, that's like the healing of it. And that's also the awakening of the dormant forces. So if the love place is feeling a little bit too, too tough, get to the curiosity place. 
just that I am, I am so curious about who I am. I am so curious about how my family patterns are playing out in my relationship right now. I'm so curious about what I absorbed in my mother's womb when I was a fetus. I, I'm so curious about what my birth story into the world, how it has affected me, how that has wired me. I'm so curious about these nightmares I'm having. I'm so curious about, right? If we can start to come to this curious place, we start to loosen that big ball of energy that sits on top. You know, it's kind of like there's, there's this mystical, magical shadow box. You know, just imagine there's a mystical, magical shadow box within you. And then on top of that box sits judgment, sits shame, sits guilt, sits this enormous boulder of, of emotion, of thought, of feel, and it's this heavy weight that's sitting on top of the box. And you can't, it's really hard to open the box with a 200 kilo boulder on top of the box. But when we start to come into this place of what's in the box, what's in the box? There's nothing wrong with the box. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing like what's here. What's here? There's yeah, I have family patterning. Yeah, I was born into this family. And of course I've absorbed some conditioning from that. Of course I've, I've, I've picked this up. Of course, like, yes. Yeah, I chose, my little soul chose to come in to that family system at that time. My little soul has chosen, yeah. I, and to come into this place of, of starting to love our humanity, like love our crunchy humanness, love what makes us us, what makes us us. And what's in that box makes you you. What's in that shadow box is part of what makes you you. It's also part of what allows for your unique gift to shine into the world. It's part of what makes like the divine light shine through you in only the way it can shine through you. That's part of what the shadow box is about. So you think of Chiron. We'll talk archetypes a little bit. You think of Chiron. Now, Chiron is that figure that's half horse, half man. Chiron is um, kind of the in-between. He's a shaman. He can move between realms. So he can move into the shadow realm. He can move into this physical realm. He can move into the upper realms. He can, he can move, right? He can traverse the different realms. And he's wisdom. He's a keeper of wisdom, right? He's studied every modality, every healing modality, every um, like higher learning intellectual modality. He's, he's a medicine man. You know, we talk about the gifts of the witch and we talk about medicine woman. So this is like, counterpart to Hecate, not wife, not lover, that's a different archetype, but like counterpart to Hecate. And so if you can start to feel into this medicine man, right? And the energy in it that you think of like shaman who just keeper of the wisdom, keeper of the wisdom. And his particular one of his particular gifts and gifts to us when we work with him is that 
Chiron is known as the wounded healer. He's known as the wounded healer. Here's something. This is something I really want you to feel into, especially for us in our feminine. So especially for us in our feminine and just like how the feminine has been wired, collectively wired, how the feminine has been collectively wired. And I would love to hear comments on this. So get ready if you feel to share comments is part of Chiron's wounding is the ability to give to other what you cannot give to yourself or the giving to other is easier than it is to give to self. The holding loving space and compassionate space for other is easier than it is to give to self. The healing another is easier than it is to heal self. The creating space to take care of our babies, to take care of our families, to take care of our colleagues, to take care of our friends is easier than self-care. How many of us resonate with that? Even if it's a thread or it's something that you've been working on, something you're conscious of or something it's just started to come into your awareness or, or maybe it's not even necessarily... Um, I love what everyone's sharing here. Yes, true, absolutely an empath with my um, natal earth signs and uh, Chiron, yikes, yes, yes, oh yes, um, yes, totally. Um, so, hmm. With regards to shadow work, there are so many pieces of, of the of the shadow. So let me try to weave these threads. This is just one theme that's feeling really prominent. It's feeling really prominent in the collective. It's feeling really prominent in the feminine psyche to start to heal this thing, to, to come to a healthier place with this, to learn healthier boundaries, to create healthier boundaries. I think that's the way I want to say that, to create healthier boundaries. So how many of us are feeling like creating healthier boundaries is, is, a, is a thing? And you can start to see it, like even in social media and just kind of common parlance, we're starting to talk about, you know, letting go of codependencies. We're starting to talk about and honor self-care more, right? There's this huge thing around the feminine self-care, 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 self-care. And then um, there's also this piece that we're starting to really look and see around relationships. And we were looking at narcissists. We're looking at gaslighting. We're looking at where we compromise soul, where we compromise self, where um, we play um, like blood donor to a vampire. And so this is, this is a, a big part of this Chiron. Uh, it's a big part of this, this Chiron and, and these archetypes <clears throat> going into them experientially, working with them. What they do is they kind of give us a back door that takes us in past our defenses, past our masks. They kind of take us, <laughs> if we're looking at that shadow box, we go through an archetypal door it's like they allow us to journey through their mystery and their story so that it's not personal and in our faces where we go, whoa, no, where we get defensive, where, you know, the, um, the armor comes up, the, it, it feels too personal. It's too personal. It's too in my face. Um, I can't go there because I'm, I'm offended. 
I'm offended. I'm, I'm totally offended. Um, okay, I'm going to do a little sidebar. Then we're going to come back to Chiron. I want to do this sidebar because I, I want to bring this into today. I want to bring this into social media. I want to bring this into all the shadow work that's happening collectively that we're seeing happening or the shadow work. Here's how I want to say this. The shadow work that's wanting to happen is happening. So how this feels from my standpoint, let me also just preface this um, from what I see and how I'm reading the grid, how I'm reading what's happening in the collective, um, having held space for shadow work for years and 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 years. You kind of get to see, you get really, really good at finding the cracks and the crevices that get around the defenses, that get around the feeling, um, the need to protect self, the feeling the need to protect these vulnerable soft parts, feeling the need to protect our identities. So a lot of times with shadow work, it's, it's, we're, we're actually protecting our ego identity. When the, when the armoring comes up, the masks come up, when we, we can't go there, it's, it's, it's like a survival mechanism. It, it's ego is protecting itself. Like, hey man, this is who I identify as. If you break that down in me, I don't know who I am or I don't know what ground I'm going to stand on. If you break down that identification with me, now take that and think about the society and the collective. And um, if you feel to share any examples, we're not gonna get political here, but you can also just start to feel into your own, I mean, we're a global circle, so I can't just talk about America. Although I think we're kind of in the spotlight for being like the, I don't even know, epicenter of whatever we are the epicenter of at this current moment. But just feel into like where you're seeing identity being threatened. And so, so it's easier when we can look outside of ourselves. So we're gonna look outside of ourselves first, but we're coming, we're coming back in, I know. But it's really easy. So you can see, think about like, even if you wanna make it personal and you can think about someone who's close to you and you can think about when, when maybe you're in their face or something is in their face and you can almost feel like, hey, you're just being asked to evolve here or you're just being asked to, to change a little bit or transform a little bit or grow or become more love-filled or become more conscious. Like that's all that's being asked here. You can almost feel it. Some of us are, are more like attuned to this than others, but, it, or you can feel collectively. So if feeling into someone personally is too tough, you can feel like collectively groups that are being asked to change or old ways that are being asked to change or old foundations that are being asked to change or structures that are being asked to change, old energies that are being asked to change. And you can feel when it's too direct, it's too in their face, it's too much, you can feel, uh-uh, right? You hit resistance, you hit a war, you hit every part of this being or this group of beings or ourselves, right? Every part comes to the defense, comes to protect life as we freaking know it. Like life as we know, like, hold on, man. Like I've lived my whole life this way and it's worked. 
you know, or I've developed this pattern as a survival mechanism and now you're poking right at it and you're telling me you're in my face, I'm, def I'm defensive, I'm offended, I'm hurt, I'm wounded, but it's really, really hard to go to that place. It's really hard to get vulnerable. It's really hard to get real. It's really hard to get into the shadow box. I'm on the 200 pound kilo on top that has all kinds of strategies to tell you to fuck off, right? To tell you no, right? We, we make up stories. We make up our own stories. We create our own totally fictitious reality about something. Right? Who does that one? That's a that's a that's a brilliant one. That's like um, protecting the ego 101. Is we create our own story, you know, and everyone around you is kind of like, oh, Sabrina's pretty delusional. Like, how has she twisted it to be that when we're all seeing that it's this? Um, <clears throat> we do lots and lots of things, and I've done lots of podcasts on this previously. How to kind of identify um, some of our our defense mechanisms, how to identify our survival mechanisms. And so we have so much that going on. And so here's what I'm seeing and I'm watching and it's so painful because as someone who's very, very trained in getting in like sneaking around, <laughs> this is like, it's that energy. It's literally like sneaking around the 200 kilo boulder, sneaking beyond that with love and compassion, because otherwise you're not gonna get anywhere, right? Rarely, some people do really well with like rage being bombed at them, but mostly no, mostly no. It, it, mostly it, it's with like holding huge space, huge love, huge compassion, huge acceptance for everything. And, and you like sneak around, you know, you sneak around the masks, you sneak around the defenses, you sneak around all of that, right? And you kind of, you kind of tell a Chiron story, you tell a, you know, however it is, there's a thousand different ways. Um, for those who are skilled in shadow work, you know, there's a thousand different ways in and everyone's totally wired differently. What works one day doesn't work the next day on the same person, right? And what works on this person certainly doesn't work on this person. But there's a skill, there's a skill, there's a skill to getting into the shadow box. It's a skill, it is a skill. It is, it takes absolute presence, it takes absolute awareness, it takes absolute focus, it takes absolute love, it takes absolute holding, right? Acceptance, non-judgmental space, it takes all of that. It takes reading the moment, moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. How's this person reacting? Wow, the second you see a defense coming up, Right? You've got to back off and you have to come through a different way. Right, You have to come through a different way because the, the, the more you get the defense coming up, the harder it's going to be to get through. It might now take you a week right? because this is up, right? all of it's up and we're not getting anywhere. And that's what I'm seeing happening. I'm seeing it happening and I'm seeing how many people are wanting to change, how many people are wanting to grow and evolve and become more love-filled, become more conscious. I'm seeing how many people in the collective are, are wanting it. They're, they're they, they, like, know it, like, yeah, I, I want that, I want that. But what's coming at them, like on social media, is someone blasting them full on, straightforward, 
without any skill, without the love, without the compassion, without the, you know, the beautiful holding, without the skill to get past the defenses. And it's just boom, 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 boom. And every, not everyone. Sorry, I need some water. And a lot of people are just in this place of like, <laughs> and it's every survival mechanism is in play. Every, right? We're defending ego. We're defending who we are. We're trying to, to, to defend how, how we grew up, where we grew up. We're trying to defend our jobs that we've held our whole lives. We're, we're in this like defensive holding really tight. Like any certain, we are feeling under attack. We turn into survivalists. We turn into survivalists and we cannot work the shadow. We don't get to work the shadow. We don't get to do the deep work. We don't get to do the shifting and the evolving and the transformational work or the healing work when we're not in a safe space and, and able to move past and out of survival. Right? And so just feel into yourself now, right? It was so easy to look outside, right? To look outside at, I don't know, like we were talking about structures or people in our lives or people in the media or whatever has shown up for us. To, it's really easy to look outside. And now we're bringing it back in. And so it's called shadow work. It's why it's not easy because it's, it's hidden. But now that we've kind of built it this way, can you feel this as be like, cracking through the surfaces. <laughs> I couldn't just come directly at this, at you like this, or most of you, it couldn't come at you like this. Some of you for sure, you're like, just truth bomb me, Sabrina. Like, let me have the Kali sword, I'm ready. <laughs> but, but for many of us, it's, it takes massaging, right? It's to build the safe space, it's to relax our systems, it's to get us in a place where we feel, ah, there's actually a point to me going in here, and all kinds of other things. So if you start to feel into yourself and just start to feel into, you know, what is, hmm, what's a question that would feel really perfect for this moment in time? That's what I'm feeling for. Um, hmm. I just have blank screen. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose it's just feeling into, not even feeling into, just honoring that we all have this survival reaction, that we all have these mechanisms to keep our identities, to keep ourselves safe, to keep our egos intact, to keep our what, what who we identify with, to, 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 to keep some of that for our sanity. Some of it's just for our sanity. Imagine if someone just reached out and ripped everything that you have ever identified yourself with, who you believe you are in this moment, because we all believe we are something. You know, maybe we believe we're a mother. Maybe we believe we are a corporate high-flying businesswoman. Maybe we believe we are an athlete and someone were to just reach in and rip out everything that you believe you are in a second. 
you would be in a mental institute, right? We would lose it. Because suddenly, and, and you could sometimes spiritual shifts are that fast and that rapid. You know, when they happen, they happen like that for a reason. But sometimes they are like that fast and that rapid. And, and your ego is stripped from you so quickly that it leaves you spinning and reeling, wondering who the hell you are now. Like, whoa, I don't even know who I am, who I was yesterday or four days ago before I came on this rewilding retreat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it does happen though sometimes. You know, before I came on this retreat, I don't, is a completely different person. And you kind of leave and you're like, whoa, whoa, like the foundations that I built my life on are not valid anymore. Who I am and my priorities, priorities change as well when we start to open up the shadow box. You know, like need for money, need for stuff, need for whatever it is, all of that stuff starts to shift. How we live our lives, the things that were important to us today are not important to us after a big, after a big shift, right? That, that happens. But it often leaves us um, in a place of uh, the very ground beneath me. And I, I share this a lot, um, obviously, you know, just in the work that I do and my, my own life and my own journey, my own path. <laughs> I've been through many, 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 many of these and they're all the time and they don't stop until probably I'm dead or enlightened and who knows if enlightenment is really a thing, but you know, I'm gonna go for it. We're gonna see what happens. But there are so many times where it will be, shit, I just built this whole thing on freaking quicksand, right? Because some part of me, some false part of me got stripped away doing some shadow work or I opened up the the shadow box and some new passion, gift, soul calling has arisen. And I've just spent six months building a whole thing on quicksand, right? Boom, structures crumbled, gone, gone. And you're just kind of left standing there like, uh, right? And so this is also just us having, <laughs> I think having the words around it really helps. But you can kind of feel into that. And a lot of times shadow work happens in radical situations in our life. So when we're faced with a death or a job loss or something like a life tsunami happens, that's oftentimes when big shadow work happens, big deep inner questioning happens big recalibration of who we thought we were happens. And it's important to share that all of this is a part of shadow work, that all of this is a part of shadow work, that, that the reason we can't just, you know, easily, gracefully dive into doing, you know, about 30 day shadow detox, we should try that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Holy buckets. Um, I kind of feel like mystery school has a little bit of that flavor to it. Um, which, by the way, it's open. Uh, mystery school. And the free week of mystery, it's open. We just announced it today. Um, we just emailed uh, kind of our first, like, first group of our community. And we'll send another email out today inviting anyone to join us for a free week of mystery school. Um, I think Malia is here and maybe she could 
um, leave a comment or just, yeah, a link to where you can sign up. You can go get the gift of mysteries now. It starts July 20th. Okay. But anyways, our 30 day detox, a 30 day shadow detox. Um, you know, it's, it's honoring, not just the shadow and having love for the shadow. It's also honoring that which protects the shadow, that which guards our sanity, that which protects the rate at which we evolve and the rate at which we change. The, the, the pace, there is, a, there is a divine pace. We all have a very different pace that we're evolving and we're moving through levels of consciousness at and we're waking up. We all have a very different pace. It's unique to us. It's, it's very unique and it's very beautiful. Like it's, it's perfect. The timings are perfect. That goes way beyond us. Um, and so honoring both of those pieces, you know, honoring the parts that make it a challenge to get into the shadow, honoring that, you know, it is, it takes skill and it takes love and it takes this courageous space and it takes this curiosity space when starting to go into, into the shadows. So I want to end, we've got 15 minutes left together. I want to end talking about Chiron and the archetypes. So shadow work archetypes. And if we're going to talk about shadow work archetypes, I can first and foremost say that every single archetype, so rewilding, we work with like 36 archetypes, probably closer to 40 at this point, different archetypes. So different feminine archetypes like Pallas Athena, um, Venus, Kali, I was gonna say Durga. We haven't done much work with Durga, but she's there. Masculine archetypes like Chiron, like Pluto or Hades, like Saturn. So all archetypes, because they are of an impersonal nature, right? It's a, it's a particular thread of energy that holds particular characteristics. They're, it's beautiful, stunning work to do because that thread of energy that sits here, you know, right? Like, so it's, let's talk about Venus, goddess of love, Aphrodite. She's a good one because it's easy to feel into her and she's pretty awake in most of us or at least to a degree. And if she's not awake in us, she's awake in our society. So the ones that are awake in our society that are relatively alive are easier to feel into. They're easier to awaken in ourselves and they're easier to do shadow work with in ourselves, right? The ones that are more hidden or more dormant in the collective, in our society, in our family systems, in ourselves, those are often the ones that have a lot more shadow work around them, right? How easy is that? Like, how good is that? Like, there's even a roadmap on how to do this. So the ones that are more hidden, um, that have been pushed down a little bit more, there's more shadow work, like Lilith, right? Lilith has been deemed like the demoness of all demonesses. It's like all of the fullness of woman's sexuality, the erotic, the wild woman, the, you know, just like completely like manic, um, not in a bad way, has been, you know, repressed. It's been repressed. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of shadow stuff around Lilith. So you start doing Lilith work. That's what the dark goddesses are. You know, a lot of them are considered 
Um, the reason why they're called dark is because they're in the freaking shadows. They're all glorious beings. They're all pure love. They're all pure divinity, right? They're, they're all divine expressions of the feminine. All of them. All of them. That's what they are. Unless you're working with dark magic or something that is not aligned with divinity and your own Shakti. And, you know, that's a whole different story and a whole different ballgame. But all of them, you know, Hecate, Queen of the Witches, that they're all just these gloriously divine love. They're pure love. All of them. They've just been repressed and pushed down into the shadow realms. So their gifts are lying in the shadow box. And on top of their gifts in the shadow box is that 200 pound boulder, right? That's how, that's, that's how this works. So talking about Venus Aphrodite, and feeling into her, you know, goddess of love, goddess of beauty in a relationship chart or an astrology chart. You know, she talks, she's like abundance. She's our, our values. She is what brings us like joy oftentimes into comforts of life and relationship, love, romance. That's, that's Venus. And so that particular thread of energy resides out here outside of you. It's totally impersonal, totally impersonal, totally impersonal. So it's just out here. It's out, it's out here. But that thread out here resonates with a particular thread in you. So the thread out here, Venus thread out here, resonates with the particular Venus thread in you. So what you start to do in the shadow work is you start to vibrate that particular thread in yourself. And sometimes it's totally dormant. Sometimes it's just sleep, right? It's, it's, never been, it's never been sung to. It's never been vibrated. That chord has just never been, been played awake. So sometimes these parts are, are just dormant. They're just sleeping. And so you just need a little vibration from outside to just go, hey, how about we wake up this thread? And then you play the thread and you continue to play the thread and you find, oh, hmm. I'm actually scared to play this thread. Wow, I'm scared to be the fullness of feminine beauty. Oh, what is, and then you get curious because you just hit shadow, right? You just hit some rubble in the line. You just hit like a, a wiggly spot. And so, okay, you get really curious, like, okay, let me just feel and breathe. And a lot of times shadow work, you have to go beyond the mind, right? So a lot of times you have to just go into body. You have to go into emotions. You have to get out of the limitations of this guy, right? And so you just, maybe you do, you start to breathe into it, you start to move into it, you start to just get really curious, like, okay, okay, I, I know I felt fear, okay, I'm super afraid of being beautiful. Whoa, why am I so afraid of being beautiful? Oh my God, if I'm beautiful, what comes with being beautiful is hatred from other women. This is a big one. This is a pretty common one with Venus. Is hatred from other women. Is the evil eye from other women. If I'm, the, if I'm the most beautiful woman in the room, exuding sexuality, even if it's clean, right? Even if it's very clean, very healthy, I have very strong boundaries, but I'm just exuding beauty, I will be ostracized. I will be judged. I will be, you know, cold-shouldered. I will be daggered in the back, whatever it is. But you can see how the impersonal nature, the sneaky back door. You know, you can see how it's like moving in through the cracks and the crevices 
to get into what is the shadow for you because it's going to be very very different for you than it is for me um, as is for the next woman so some women will you know open up to venus and it's quite the opposite pattern it's quite it's like wow i actually fucking hate pretty women <laughs> right? So it's really, it's amazing. It's amazing when you go in there and you find these things that were hidden. And then you, you know, they come up and you're like, oh my God, without judging, right? You're not judging. I mean, you've had this thing your whole life. There's no sense hating it now. Like you don't hate on it. You just, you let it come up and you're like, oh my God, I hate pretty women. I hate prettiness. I hate pretty. Okay. Okay. Well, let's work with that. Let, you know, but Think about it. How many interactions did that sneaky little thing down there in the shadow box, how many interactions did that guy play with? How many times were you a bitch to another woman because you just don't like pretty women, but you didn't know you were being a bitch to another woman because prettiness has a thing for you. You know, there's a little bit of shadow around prettiness or how many times on the flip side of the coin, how many times did you wear big frumpy clothes? How many times did you make yourself, did you dull your shine? How many times did you dull your shine because of your fear of being fully in your beauty, fully in your Venus? How many times before you found this little, this little golden nugget of information right? This is all the path of know thyself. These are golden nuggets of information. And you're just getting to learn more about yourself. You just get to know. You just get to know, Maria, too many. Heck yeah, woman. Hands up, me too, right? Me too. Like shadow work is the most amazing, mind-blowing, beautiful work we can do. Not the most, but it is, it is, it goes hand in hand with waking up. It goes hand in hand with becoming more love, with knowing ourselves, you know, so many of us say the words, I just, I want to be me. I, I want to be me. I want to be authentic to myself. I want to live for my heart. Like, I just want to be me. This is a part of getting to know me. You know, this is a part. It's, it's, this is a part of coming into full authenticity. Shadow work is essential. You, like, it, it just, there's nothing we can do to get around it. We can't avoid it. If we're on the path of evolving and we're on the path of waking up and we're on the path to know thyself and we're on the path to, you know, become vessels of love and light and to follow soul. You know, how many times do these little patterns, these, these little patterns, that little Venus pattern, how many times did she get in the way of following soul? You know, your, your soul truth was like, I just want to radiate today. I just want to radiate love today, right? That's your soul truth. But that little shadow is like, but if you do, women will hate you. So you're like, right, yeah, okay, let me not do that. And so you're not giving your gift to the world. You're not giving your gift of radiance, your soul gift of radiance to the world because that little shadow is like, I'm too scared to bad things will happen. Ah. <laughs> um. Wow, I've loved this exploration. Um, Chiron, I'll end with him. Uh, Chiron, so if we move from this Venus 
place, right? That's one archetypal thread. So we talked about how that thread has like a particular characteristics to it and that vibration vibrates a particular line within us and now you feel into Chiron. <laughs> My whole system goes, dun dun. <laughs> I'm really like loving our Venus example. And you know, when you do this embodiment work and you, you work with different parts of self and at, in an embodied way, you know, your body instantly just shifts into the energy. I mean, it's like, boom, I suddenly get really grounded. I get really earthy. You know, the other realms start to open up. I become like medicine man and I'm ready to go into ritual. I'm ready to uh, like perform a soul retrieval for someone like I'm ready. <laughs> um, that's, that's Chiron. That's Chiron. And Chiron is one of those essential archetypes. So if I had like 10 essential archetypes, I would put Chiron in there. Chiron is essential to the fulfillment of our soul purpose. Chiron is essential to our healing journey. Chiron is essential to um, creating healthy boundaries. Chiron is essential to uh, just soul purpose. I just feel him so linked to, you know, some of us I know, if you're an inner circle, you're working on the true north line. If you're going to do mystery school, you're going to work on, we're going to work on the true north line, the south north node line, soul purpose line, soul purpose line, like soul gifts, soul purposes, soul callings. Um, it's like that true north, your destiny line. We're going to work on that and we're going to do shadow work on that to get get all the big boulders out of the way, you know? <laughs> um, but Chiron is so essential, is such a key component to, to that journey, to that journey. And his, I mean, there's a lot to Chiron, so this is like super short, like mini, 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 mini feeling to Chiron. But part of Chiron's gift is our deepest wounds hold our greatest gifts. And you don't have to think of wounds as like physical wounds or tangible wounds or emotional wounds or experiential wounds. It can mean anything. So it can even mean just like the way that we've experienced life holds the greatest gift. Our deepest, our, our biggest challenges hold our greatest gift. And what Chiron does is he works through the gaining of that wisdom. He's like a teacher beyond all teachers. Well, I shouldn't say beyond all teachers because I like Saturn too, so, but he's, he's a full on proper teacher. And if you think of how would a shaman teach you, right? A shaman would make you sick as hell for 30 days to initiate you into your mysteries. That's, that's shamanic practices. That's Chiron. Like, I'm going to initiate you into your magic. I'm going to initiate you into your magic, but I'm going to do it through a sacred wound. I'm going to do it through a sacred wound. And that sacred wound can show up, not just physically, it can show up in an experience, it can show up in a relationship, it can show up in many, 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 many different places for us. But that's Chiron. That's Chiron. And he, and he says to you like, hey, this is here in your life. So that so that you can become your allness, so that you can open to the wisdom that your soul is screaming to open up to, so that you can gain wisdom via experience, so that you can um, he heal. I can't even say that. I 
think we get too tripped up on that. The word heal has just so many things to it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get rid of that. But can you feel, can you feel Chiron? Can you feel, like there is such, such magic there. Such door opening into the mysteries there. Such an initiation into you into your magic, whatever that is, whatever that is. And it's also forces you, it's like Mr. Miyagi, like forces you to get to a place where you can express your soul, right? Where you can express it in its fullness and it builds it, like it builds it for you and gives you that soul stamina to express it. Like it builds the wisdom in you, it builds the experience in you, like it builds it, like it builds it so that you can stand fully shining it, fully shining it where you're called to stand and when you're called to stand fully shining it. There's no, oh, I'm afraid I might be too much. Like, oh, I'm afraid of what they might think or, oh, you know, like, nah, nah. Like you've been through fucking hell, sister. You know, you've walked the fire 8,000 times. The rug's been pulled out from under you 8,000 times. You're just like, yep. This is all I got. This is all I got is my soul. This is all I've got is, is shining my love out in the world in the way that it's being asked to come through me at this moment in time. All right. That was an amazing episode. I love that we were able to explore in this way. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for weaving the wisdom in the comments and the way that you support Rewilding. Um, I know lots of you have shared YouTube videos around. I know lots of you have subscribed and I know lots of you just support us and love us in a way. Um, and so that's what makes all this possible is, is you all. Um, you all doing that. Mystery School supports um, this in a way, just the free week of Mystery School. We are, Chiron is a big piece of this at least the start of this journey, for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, is a big piece of this. So if Chiron's calling, if shadow work is calling, if the mysteries are calling, if soul is calling, if just being in a sacred circle for a week is calling, if hanging out with me and the other women who are holding this mystery school circle, who are supporting the support team, if just being in a circle for a week is calling to you, join us. It's just name and email. Um, that's it. So then we can send you everything and we can invite you into the workshop space. It's all online. Um, yeah, I would love to be there with you. I would love to be there with you all. So huge gratitude to all of you for being here. Uh, and I will see you where I see you, when I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.